the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. Have you ever heard of ESG scores and why should you care? Well, do you wonder why so many big corporations pour countless millions into woke progressive activists and candidates and seemingly into pro-socialist causes that seem to be going against capitalism? Welcome to ESG, Environment, Social, and Governance, with our special guest, Andy Alavastro, Vice President for Outreach at the Heritage Foundation, which you've probably heard of an enormously influential pro-freedom think tank in D.C. Welcome, Andy. Thank you, Brian. It's wonderful to be with you and Kathleen. So could you summarize for our listeners, Andy, because I don't assume any uh, tremendous amount of knowledge on ESG. So what is ESG and briefly, you know, where did it come from and why why is it so important to be aware of it? Absolutely. It's a great question. And, and it's really the right place to start in, in the conversation because the innocent sounding language of environmental, social and governance um, is really an attempt by the left to force companies to advance a radical leftist agenda. And so if you think about the business marketplace and you think about over the years, the concept of corporate citizenship, that companies should do more than just focus on profit, evolved into corporate social responsi- responsibility, evolved into sustainability, and it now all lives under this nebulous umbrella of environmental, social, and governance. And really what you've seen is corporate social responsibility has become corporate socialism requirements. It, it, is, a, it is an effort by those who are on the boards of directors at companies, those who are asset management firms who can vote on shareholder resolutions and dictate the direction of companies to enforce and, and drive a leftist political agenda. And it's one that they can't pass in legislatures and in the democratic process. And so they're trying to go around the American people to force a leftist agenda on on the country. And who exactly is doing this? I mean, yes, it's the left, but is it the globalists? Is it the World Economic Forum? Or who, who gives these scores to people? It's a, it's a great question, right? Because it sounds, it, it sounds almost like a tinfoil hack sort of conspiracy, but when you think about it, it's really just the weaponization of capital, you know, with an AL, a weaponization of money, by the left. And so what you've got, it's top down, it's bottom up, and it's outside in. It's top down, it's the boards of directors, it's the men and women that form the boards of directors of major corporations, and those are your World Economic Forum, economic globalists. But they are trying to dictate what happens inside a company and leverage that company's resources, its brand, its employees, 
to drive a leftist agenda. The bottom up is a lot of employee resource groups or employee groups. The only ones that make the noise are the ones that are, you know, new graduates out of universities and universities are just seminaries for the left these days, but they're employees who are trying to dictate what the company should do. They're not the employees that just want to go in, earn a paycheck, go home, spend time with their family and support local community organizations. They're trying to drive a brand to do something extra political. So that's the top down, bottom up. And then it is outside in. There are a lot of organizations on the left that get their get their hooks into a, a corporation and they just try to pull it in the direction that they want it to go. And so you saw that with, you know, voting rights in Georgia, where the state passed very sound legislation, election reform laws, and you had Coca-Cola and Delta and Major League Baseball all of a sudden acting like democracy was under attack when, in fact, the citizens of Georgia had elected their representatives who sought to do some things to secure the election processes, and it's things that other states are now doing. And all of these laws actually engender greater turnout and greater voter participation. So the idea that these companies are reacting the way they're reacting is simply because of leftist voices, top-down, bottom-up, and outside-in. We've seen, Andy, we've seen, listen, we might get into it later in the show, about the so-called top-ranked scoring companies in ESG. So is there a single entity that is assigning these so-called ESG scores, or is it a group of entities? Do, do you know where this this uh, actual scoring is coming from? No. It, it, so so here's the probably the hardest part about ESG is that it's very difficult to define the 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 companies that pro, the proponents of ESG it means different things to different people uh, but it is all the morass of a leftist political agenda so there's no one single score but where you have seen market actors who have outsized influence that would be the asset management firms BlackRock State Street Vanguard okay. who have trillions trillions of dollars in assets by the way which is your listeners in the banks. It's their, it, yeah, these are the banks. These are the asset management firms. But these, they have the only power they have is in managing the assets of you and I and your listeners um, are retirement assets, and they use those to manipulate the marketplace. And so, when Larry Fink, who's the CEO of BlackRock, decides that the world needs to move towards net zero, he can do that only by leveraging the assets that he manages as the CEO of BlackRock, and those are people's retirement assets. And so they are really the outsized influence here uh, because they have you know, trillions of dollars of, of assets that they then influence uh, business behavior. Now, we all know that net zero delivers human suffering, right? The ESG addiction is incompatible with human flourishing, and you've seen this, um, you've seen this in Sri Lanka where um, they had major problems over there because they moved towards uh, no fertilizer and, and no domestic uh, farming production. And, and we saw the, the riots, and really before the riots, people were reacting to basically having no way to live, no way to feed themselves, no way to heat their homes and, and, do, uh, and to cool their homes and things like that. Uh, and then you also see it in Europe today, right? The Europeans have followed this path towards no reliable energy, which gave them outsized uh, reliance on Russia, and then Russia can do the things that they're doing. And now you have countries like France and Germany and others who are looking at ways to actually increase the domestic production of reliable energy because they put themselves in between a rock and a hard place. So, so really, in a lot of ways, it's the outsized influence of these asset management firms who have tried to dictate corporate policy. Wow. And, and what, is it, what exactly do you have to do if you're a corporation to have a high ESG score? I mean, you say it means different things to different people, but, but it, you have to be 
you know, pushing this agenda somehow exactly. So it, you can just decide how you're going to do yours. I mean, that's it really do you get, arbitrary. And, and related wow. to that, do you get more points if you make a donation to BLM or a big donation to – you know, Pride Month or something like that, or is it is it is it more loosey goosey? I'm I'm hearing from you that no, I, yeah, it's that's a, it's a great those are great questions. I mean, you know, if you think about each of the buckets, environmental, social, and governance, I'll just do three under each, right? But on environmental and and we Heritage and, and Heritage Action, our our C4 uh, partner, uh, have launched a website esghurts.com so that. Uh, not only can, can the American people have more information at their fingertips on this, but it also has model legislation that um, that state lawmakers can use to, to fight back and push back. But on the environmental side, if, if you are uh, embracing solar subsidies, if you're disclosing your climate change footprint or your carbon footprint, that'll give you a positive score there. But what happens is, you know, it's mandated down through the supply chain. So you could be a small private company that's a supplier into a large public company, but you're going to be mandated to provide this information, which has huge compliance costs and has uh, negative, negligible environmental benefits. Uh, but that, that empowers the consultant class and everybody else. And so it's a self-perpetuating cycle there. On the social side, if you give to BLM, if you support uh, abortion policies or you'll pay for your employees to travel to states where you can get abortions and things like that, that'll they'll give you a score or a positive score there. Um, if you, you know, um, you know, it's it's transgender activism. I mean, what you saw by groups like Human Rights Campaign, who publishes a corporate equality index, you know, year one, your score might be an A or a B, but then they change the questions in year two. And the only way for you to sustain an A or a B is if you do more and more outward uh, support for their causes. And so that's why you went and you've seen you know, a kind of launch into, you know, you can't even watch a Super Bowl without a Super Bowl commercial having a political overtone to it. But that's because these activist groups have gotten their hooks into these companies and they require more and more to sustain some sort of rating. Um, and then, of course, on the governance side, you see compensation tied to ESG goals. And it is very nebulous. And so it's different goals for different corporations, different outside organizations that you work with. Um, but it's all it's all a means for, for outside actors to have a say and how that capital is deployed, and they're all coming from the left side. Uh, I know you're pressed for time today, but I do want to ask you, oh, so how is this related to the, the social credit scores that they already have in China for individuals where they control behavior of millions of people? Including uh, employment and being able to borrow from the bank and also social standing. I mean, that's what we don't want to happen here, right? But isn't there a linkage there? Well, there's certainly a linkage if you think about where does this go? How does this proceed forward? Um, and I think this is where, you know, this is where, you know, we would prefer to not have to, you know, insert ourselves into, you know, a fight over a free marketplace. But when the marketplace is no longer free, when somebody's going to say because you voted a certain way or because you have religious beliefs or because you believe in traditional norms and mores and values that you actually can't participate in society the same way because your score isn't the same or a bank won't loan you money, that, that becomes a major problem. The last thing I would just quickly say, you know, John Kerry, who's the climate czar for the current administration, and Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, shopped around a letter to banks and told them not to do business with oil and gas and coal and traditional energy companies. And as a result of that, 
you know, state treasurers across the country have pushed back and said, well, then those banks can't do op- can't operate in our state or can't have state contracts. Mm. And the fact of the matter is that puts people's lives at stake, their jobs at stake and their livelihoods and their retirements at stake on the line. And this is simply them saying that they're deciding because of, you know, the way they cling to their electric vehicles and their climate idols that that the American people can't live their lives a certain way. But nobody voted for that. Nobody put them in in those positions, right? This is the Biden administration, whole of administration approach to this, and they're leveraging private actors to try to get it done because they can never pass it through the House or the Senate. It's It's economic warfare. It's all it's all force. And you know, Andy, one of the things we try to do on this show, and you've already made some reference to it, is but what can people like our listeners do? I'll mention we've had on our show several representatives of organizations that group together independent businesses that maybe don't force COVID mandates on their folks or otherwise, I don't think, yeah, freedom-loving businesses that wouldn't uh, probably have a high ESG score in a lot of respects. Uh, We've had Pro-America 360, Reopen San Diego, there's Public Square, and those are mainly just in California. So isn't there a way people can vote with their dollars to uh, kind of, you know, push back against this ESG force? Yeah, absolutely. And and so there's a couple of different things you can do. And I think if you want to learn more about it, um, and I we can always as a as a as a, a think tank and an action tank and a, and a and an advocacy force, you know, the Heritage Foundation and Heritage Action always encourage people to, to learn more. Um, ESGHertz.com is a great place to do that. But what we're trying to do is arm the public with information on the dangers of ESG. And I would say there's a couple of things that members of the public can do. This is what, you know, I do and what my friends do. You know, we reach out to our state legislators and we say, you know, here's some model legislation. This is things that we should do in our respective state. Um, and then what we do is we also reach out to our state treasurers and we say, you know, look, our state may have an unfunded liability and you're restricting investment in known uh, positive returns in the marketplace because you don't want to do business with a company that you think you don't like, but all you're going to do is saddle the taxpayer with an extra debt and an extra obligation, either at the state or the federal level. And then you can call your retirement account manager and you can say, where's my money invested and who's speaking on my behalf and what are they saying? Because it's very likely that they're doing that against your values. If you own direct stock in companies, you can uh, attend your shareholder meetings and you should ask the CEOs and the board these direct questions. Uh, there are many groups like the Free Enterprise Project out of the National Center for Public Policy Research who have done an amazing job with that. And then the way you spend your dollars, just like you said, uh, both you, Brian and Kathleen said, the way you spend your dollars, I mean, there's a there's a, a website called Second Vote, and that tells you which companies support sort of what causes and where they sort of fall on those things. Your first vote is with your vote in the ballot box. Your second vote is with your dollars. That's where they came up with that name. Um, and they also have separate, they also have, last thing I'd say is, Second vote funds is also a way you can invest your money. Um, and then uh, Strive Asset Management is a new firm launched uh, that also invests in many of the same companies that BlackRock would invest in. But what they do is they go to those companies. They say, be the best company you can be. Focus on excellence. Because as my friend Andy Pudster, a visiting fellow here at Heritage, likes to say, companies that focus on profit are more profitable. And that's what a company is supposed to focus on. We, we, like just saw, we just saw a Prager yeah. video uh, with Andy Putzner, and he made the point that companies can't, in a free enterprise system, companies can't make profits unless they're really meeting real human needs. Funny thing, right? They're better at meeting human needs. That's absolutely right. Success, 
successful businesses improve the human condition. And, and, and really at the root of this is, is this idea of stakeholder capitalism. But what that does, if you're, if you're a share owner and it's your capital, if you're an employee and it's your time and your talent, or you're a supplier and you're a part of this, you know, supply chain, ultimately delivering a product to the American people, anybody who's inserting themselves in decision-making in there is actually a time and a tax and a distraction from successful successful execution of that, which, the, to your point, which the marketplace already proves by the value of your product and people wanting to pay for it. Right. Well, I know you're. I know you got a lot going on, Andy. So, is there any? Uh, we're going to let you go. But do you have any final uh, word of wisdom about about uh, heritage or ESG? I would say I just say a couple quick things. You know, ESGHertz.com is a great place to go to get these resources. There's a lot of organizations working on this just a lot of, of really smart people that are trying to help both protect the American people from, you know, an authoritarian Biden administration, but also advance their knowledge and their ability to act in the marketplace. And, and I would just encourage people to think about this. The marketplace is really only free if everybody can participate in it. And as the left tries to push conservatives or Republicans or anybody in the marketplace out because they don't qualify on some credit score or something like that, that is not a free marketplace. And so the time for action is now. I would just encourage everybody to go to ESG Hertz, tell their friends about it, tell their state lawmakers, and continue to push. Excellent. And that is just un-American to exclude people like that. They talk about inclusion, and yet they exclude people. Wow. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Do you have time for one more question? Absolutely. Oh, oh Okay. What exactly is stakeholder capitalism? They throw around these terms and and nobody knows what they mean really. They don't define their terms. At least I haven't heard them define it. What is stakeholder capitalism? (laughs) So stakeholder capitalism is this idea, you know, the way a company raises money in the marketplace is, is, or, or, you know, a private company raises it by, by getting investors to invest money. And in the, in the public sector, right, these companies go to the public markets, public capital markets, and they, and they, issue a stock and they can raise uh, money that way. And so stakeholder capitalism says that all of these other stakeholder groups are equal in importance to those capital owners who are, have invested in your company. So your share owners are equal to your employees are equal to your communities are equal to your, um, your customers are equal to your suppliers. This, this sort of web of influence is all equal, but here's the thing. There is no company out there that doesn't think its employees are very important. It doesn't think the communities it operates in are very important. That's why successful businesses do improve the human condition. It's it's why successful businesses in the marketplace show their value over time. But what stakeholder capitalism is, is it equals all of those things. But if you embrace that, all that means is that somebody who's a third party, an advocacy organization has equal say in how that company operates. It's the way that the left can insert okay. themselves into that and into the means of production there. And so and so that's what's that's what's concerning about it. And I think the last message I would leave you with on that is that, you know, CEOs who let their business be treated as vessels for left wing activism and cultural indoctrination should be prepared for all of the scrutiny that they are receiving and will continue to receive. And then they should be prepared for the ridicule that they're going to get for it because it is un American. <laughs> totally agree. And they should be yeah. shown shown the door if they don't repent of their sins. Totally agree. Well, Andy, thanks so much. This has been great. Uh, We have tremendous respect for the Heritage Foundation. Encourage all our listeners 
to get not yes absolutely go to esg hertz h-u-r-t-s dot com go there go to the general heritage foundation website get their newsletter support them phenomenal organization you've had a historic impact and i think uh we rely on you for so much so thanks andy thank you very much brian and kathleen and if any of your listeners want to reach me andrew.olivastro at heritage.org uh, or just go to the heritage.org website and, and look under the staff name and i, I welcome any emails or, or comments uh, you know we're, we're we're here to to spread the word about esg uh, the pain that it will cause the pain that it has caused around the globe uh, and we will we will defeat it here in the united states of america amen we will That's prevail good. the right will prevail righteousness Let's will go, prevail citizens we're going to defeat this thanks andy yes. have a great rest of your day you too thank you Listeners, we're still here. We wanna we wanna summarize. We still have a few minutes left. Andy Andy uh, was really time pressed, and we appreciate him uh, making the time to do this. But I want to summarize what we've just heard. So basically, ESG policies are a thinly veiled attempt to radically transform private corporations into social justice warriors, and that's not a good thing. That's like socialist justice warriors and exclude from the system of global financial capital any company or even individual who doesn't agree with the prevailing ideology, effectively functioning like a social credit score. And they're trying to use our money. They're trying to use our own purchasing behavior against us. And it's no wonder that some people that are more familiar with the Bible, Kathleen, referred to Mark of the Beast and the prophecies in Revelation because it seems like unless we fight back, that's that's kind of where yeah, we're Yeah, they headed. want to control everything that we buy and sell. Yeah, and, and control even who has the right to buy and sell based on what you're doing and what you're thinking and what you're saying with your mouth. Yep. So I want to mention this website. He mentioned another website, uh, Second Vote, where you can find out the top companies. But there's also a list of the top 100 uh, ESG stocks companies, and let's just m- mention some of them. The number one woke company ESG highest score is Microsoft, uh, headed by Bill Gates, and of course, you know he's notorious. Salesforce is another top one. Motorola, Qualcomm, Sherwin Williams Paints, Hewlett Packard, John Deere Farm Machinery, even. Nike, we knew that one was a really woke company. Uh, Eli Lilly, Abbott, big pharmaceutical companies, we knew that. I used Ab- to work at Eli Lilly. Apple and Google, of course. And yeah, you didn't know it was so woke back then, did you? But you were too honest that you didn't last there. So anyway, Mattel Toys parents, that's a big one. Uh, and Costco, I want to mention Costco because. It's a very it's a very good store. It has a lot of good products for low prices. But every time you spend money there, you are funding the LBGT agenda, the radical environmentalism, the BLM, Antifa, defund the police, force vaccinations, abortion and puberty blockers, all the things that are trying to force on kids. So you might want to think about limiting your spending at Costco. And, you know, here in San Diego area, there is another alternative to Costco, which is similar. It's a big store with a lot of good products at low prices. 
called Winco, and it's a family-owned company, and you would be much better off spending your dollars there. That's an example of things we can do. It's called voting with your dollars. I want to mention another thing, too. Um, A lot of the billionaires that support these ESG scores, some of whom we've already named, they also own big amounts of shares in oil and natural gas companies. And that seems like a great contradiction, doesn't it? Because oil companies, by definition, are bad, according to the Biden administration, according to the people behind the World Economic Forum, except people like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, if you look, they have big ownings in in companies like Exxon and Chevron. Have you noticed that this year when they the Biden administration has refused to put out new oil leases at a time when demand is increasing, coming out of the COVID lockdowns? So demand's going up, supply of energy's going down, and guess what's happening to the shares of the oil companies I know because we own some. We own some yeah. of one. The shares are going way up because why? Because oil prices are going way up. Why? Oil prices are going way up because supply is being limited. So ironically, the oil companies and people like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos that own a lot of stock in the oil companies, guess what? They're getting richer and richer all the time. And meanwhile, they're saying we're good guys because we're. We're shutting down oil leases. Well, all they're doing is preventing newer players from getting in, and they're enriching the oil companies that already have the leases. So that shows you that self-interest, if you really dig a little bit, you don't even have to dig that far, you can find financial incentives for a lot of the nonsense that's going on. So that proves, I mean, I don't know how else you can say it. If you have these People, the same people that are pushing this agenda, this climate change, you know, let's get off fossil fuels, let's only have solar and wind, which are totally unreliable. If they're the same people that own all the the oil companies and have the stocks in these companies, that is a complete contradiction. And so how do you reconcile that? Well, they're consolidating their monopolies. That's all they're doing by pushing this lie, this climate change boondoggle and so uh they are only consolidating their own monopolies and punishing the middle class and so i just want to stress and summarize that we need to vote with our dollars correctly not we need to support companies that support your values if you own any amount of stock submit comments to companies that you own in telling them that you will sell your stock not buy their products if they continue to follow ESG scoring because it violates your values. Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.